Hello? My name is Violet Lee, and I am a Christian. Today, I thank God for the saving power of Jesus. I thank God that I am a sinner saved by grace, a Christian. You see, depending upon your theological perspective and ethic of care, this gospel can be difficult to preach. While it points us towards salient, eternal truths, it does not lend itself to the more expansive underpinnings some of us may have this day. As an alumna of Union Theological Seminary, I was taught to elevate my hermeneutic of suspicion. Yes, my hermeneutic, right? The interpretive lens by which I read the text, how I understand and ingest God's word, and what goes in to one's hermeneutic. Your social location, your upbringing, perhaps race, class, wherever you situate yourself in life. That's a part of it. That's right, this passage of Mark, one of my favorite gospels, reminds me of the necessity in this day and time of the appropriateness of a hermeneutic of suspicion. What causes this suspicion, you may ask? First and foremost, knowing something about the gospel writer helps us here. My husband loves to refer to Mark's gospel as the gospel in a hurry. Yes, as the first and shortest gospel, Mark is hurriedly telling his account of the life of Jesus as a man on the move. How do we know it's written in a hurry? Jesus is baptized, driven into the wilderness, and tempted by Satan all within the first chapter. That's a hurry. We also read Mark's gospel where he finds another important clue to throw in there for us, where he's always saying immediately. That's running throughout the gospel. Take a moment when you read it later, and Mark will say, immediately this happened, and then immediately that happened, and everything has a sense of urgency. Here Jesus moves about the villages, cities, and countryside with healing hands for all who are sick. Today, there is a pause in the midst of Mark's stories on physical, mental, and yes, spiritual healings by this man, Jesus. The questions of him were to express contempt for unwashed hands, a violation of ceremonial traditions in Jewish practice. Recognizing the hermeneutic of suspicion operative among the Pharisees and scribes who had come from Jerusalem, Jesus seems to turn this question on its head by making the distinction between clean and unclean foods. Yes. However, the greater point may be missed if we do not slow down for a moment to hear that Jesus is obviously under attack by an investigating committee who had made up their minds about him. They never paused to see the little things he did. They focused on the big things and the big things only. They didn't see the nature of the man teaching a better way. They did not see the many people blessed by the man who only had been about doing good. They did not see the man who had just healed throngs of sick folk who were brought to him by their friends and the friends of their friends for a simple touch. 
of his garment. They did not see the man who had just fed 5,000 hungry people who had gathered on a hillside to hear him proclaim the good news. No, they did not see the man who had just walked on the sea. They did not see the many crowds who'd followed him without ceasing. I mean, the man couldn't even get a moment to rest. No, the investigating committee saw a violation of the Jewish ceremonial practice of washing hands before the meal. We have to be careful to resist the pharisaical attitude displayed here. Beloved, we must be careful of our prejudgments. Jesus says these prejudgments are sins. And we cannot honor traditions at the risk of overlooking the needs of others before us. Yes, theological scholar Pelican says tradition is the living faith of the dead, and traditionalism is the dead faith of the living. What we see operating in the Pharisees and scribes today is traditionalism. That's right, the religious leaders operating from this place of traditionalism and Jesus' authority was not derived from tradition. There was no appreciation for the fact that he was, yes, fully human and yet fully divine. Just as Jesus knows the hearts of the Pharisees in today's gospel, he knows the hearts of you and me. Our Lord knows our true desires our emotions, and our true wills. The Pharisees were concerned with the outward appearances of religion. They were concerned with matters of tradition and the religious customs of the elders. But their hearts, their hearts were not in it. Their hearts were not in the right place. The religious leaders, yes, the religious leaders, the scribes and Pharisees were angered and threatened by our Lord's departure from religious traditionalism. Who was he to disregard centuries of Jewish tradition anyway? Now, let me remind you that this tradition was not in the law, but practices that were added to the law and handed down from generation to generation. And it was these practices that became more binding than the law itself. How often do we do something just because? We have always done it that way, is what we say. One pastor says we seem to put our energy into keeping people out of our sanctuaries rather than into examining the sins that stain our own lives. Hmm. Or oh, in the words of my best friends, my best friend would say, I'd rather have dirty hands but a clean heart. Yes, dirty hands but a clean heart. Like David, I know that my sins are ever before me, but I'd rather be a sinner saved by grace through Jesus Christ than to miss the point of his presence altogether. I'd rather focus on the things concerned with building my faith than the things blocking my faith. I'd rather be concerned with the things of the kingdom of God than the things that trouble of this world. I'd rather be focused on the needs of humanity than superficial preoccupations with ceremonies which hide my need for spiritual uplift. Yes, I'd rather have my focus set on the right things, and it was, for me, 
a reminder this week when we saw the funerals of two luminaries in our society. Yes, one, an artist, unparalleled, and another, a statesman, a service to country. That could not be questioned. Both happening in church settings reminded me of their service and work to the kingdom. Beloved, what Jesus does today in the gospel not only challenged the scribes and Pharisees, but it challenges us today. Does it not? The question for us is where will, where will be our focus? Where will be our focus? Will we focus on the traditions of religious things or on our heart? Huh. When I die, will they say that I was a Christian? In my living, will they say that she behaves like a Christian? See, I don't have to wait until I die. We ought to be working now so that our service to God and humanity are aligned. That our wills, as Jesus was helping them to see, have to be aligned with what is in our head and heart. Are we willing to work on it? I'm Violet, and I thank God I am a Christian. And I know that when I say I'm a Christian, it doesn't mean I'm perfect. Yes, I pray to work at it every day, just like the great hymn of the church, I don't want to be a hypocrite, Jesus calls them out. I, I want to, Lord, be a Christian in my heart every day. Lord, I want to be more loving in my heart every day. Lord, I want to be more holy in my heart every day. Lord, I want to be like Jesus in my heart every day. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.